1: Write that, write that down, Fumi Saito.
0: Hello from Tokyo. That's right. That's not just a catchphrase, I'm actually in Tokyo. And today, Fumi and I, we did our first live, in-person podcast. How exciting! I'm still tingling over MUTO Final. Yes, tingling all over. All over. Did you watch MUTO Final? If you didn't and you're listening to this, I really recommend going out of your way to get the pay-per-view, do the damn thing. Watch the Japanese version of Rock vs. Hogan in MUTO and Naito. That's right. I said that you believe it, because it's the truth. Today we're talking Muto Final. This was so fun write that, write that and the show was amazing. Write that, write that and like I said, I'm still write that, write that processing all of it. Write that, write that Japanese wrestling is in good hands, I think. <laughs> If you have not already subscribed to fight game media podcast feed on spotify or apple or wherever you're listening to your podcast please do it right now it helps us very much and we've been seeing the growth gradually and again thank you thank you thank you on um, behalf of Fight game media and myself with me Saito, thanks for your support it's going to be a good year, and we're going to bring you some really cool stuff, and I'm excited to do that for you guys. All right. Fuminai talking Muto final. Let's go. All okay, right, ready? Say hello from, from Tokyo. Tokyo. <laughs> and that's the whole plan we got for you today, because we're right next to each other in Tokyo for the first time. This is the first time we've ever done this. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's first talk about
1: keiji muto keiji muto keiji Muto's retirement match retirement the whole tour of it and also a very symbolic uh retirement match and also what do you call it the, uh, the uh encore or
0: the carton call uh,
1: yeah, bonus match bonus too. match yeah
0: everybody was so surprised i was shocked uh i think only i was told only a handful of people uh, at ringside and, knew Right And Which the ring announcer And the G-Man He had to know Because he was going to make The official call But other than that It was a It was a surprise It was a And also it's, it's, it's a match But it's not really actual match
1: One minute and thirty seconds Of it It's all You know Chono come in With street clothes mm. And took his jacket off
0: And his cane. he was ready
1: to go Okay, Yes and what's amazing is that uh, he he actually walks through his cane, I mean, regularly, but the when he stepped into the ring, he just turned
0: into a wrestler and he could probably do it, you know? And he looked like uh, Superman for one minute and 37 seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. as he takes off his trademark signature shades, that the, he's Chono again. Yeah. That was something I thought was so cool and it was so uh, indicative of his charisma is all he had to do is take off his glasses and the whole arena went oh
1: that's him because when he goes to tv shows and other things he does not take that big you know the dark shades off Never the entire time even he's, when he's he
0: doing like a tv appearance <laughs> he's
1: always wearing wearing it like, i mean indoor like a
0: stevie wonder or
1: something i guess yeah <laughs> so he when he takes off he had this look. What was your reaction when that happened? Oh, that was like, it was really nice that they all saw that the actual match, Naito beat Muto, right? Mm. And the Muto turning his back to turnbuckle, And he's like, oh, are you still there? Kind of thing almost, <laughs> you know. Then he opens the rope for Naito. All right. uh The match was great. It's ah. done. And then he get just, out. yeah, not to get out, but respectfully that, uh, all right. Uh, showed you a way out of the ring, and he, you know, get out of the ring, and uh, Muto has something to say. Mm. And then he finally grabs house mic and says, Chono! then talking to his commentary table. Mm. Yeah.
0: Do, mm. <laughs> yeah.
1: Fight me, right? Fight so, me. Yeah. Come on. He said, Come on. Yeah, come on. Fight me. It's like there's a bonus track. It's like, oh, that was like, very much welcome. This is a probably people were okay if it didn't happen because mm. the, the match was really good and very symbolic but it was like Muto had more you know mm. in his
0: in his sleep yeah. we thought maybe Chono would come in and they would hug take a bow and walk out to, okay that, that that was okay too then if, if he did maybe we thought that yeah I read an article that Chono he wrote it was maybe numbers or something and he said Oh, I, I felt framed because President Takeda at the he was acting weird last summer at the press conference and he wouldn't make eye contact with me. And <laughs> okay. he, he would give me short kind of answers and walk away but he knew it was one of his ideas too so. sure because he was they both debuted
1: in October of 1984 one you know Chono and Muto against each other both guys debut match. Mm. And, and useless trivia, but Muto beat Chono, the debut match, with very beginning of this moonsault thing. Yeah, early stage moonsault.
0: We should probably also talk about, they had a really, really famous G1 match. Oh, of course,
1: the and, first annual G1 match.
0: Maybe one of Chono's most important matches.
1: Yeah, I think so, because everybody thought, well, in a way that uh, everybody knew, that Muto was a more talented one, mm. and become like the bigger star but it was that the g1 climax final that, that it really elevated chono to to become three musketeer mm. it, it's always been three, three musketeer muto chono and hashimoto starting at the same same day class of 1984 new japan noge dojo mm. and uh, but it was that g1 climax of course ultimately chono became mr summer mr g1 mm-hmm. after that and uh, it was a very, very important match for both of them.
0: Both what, of them. What do you? Th- you said that earlier. Like uh, people knew, Chona wasn't like the athletic talent that Muto was. Uh, not as shiny, you know. The,
1: the, you don't have moonsault. You don't have spring elbow, you know. And mm. uh, Muto is a real good-looking guy. And Chono, what's so special about Chono, right? Because people had to wonder for mm. a while the white trunks and all that. The Hashimoto was a heavy one, mm. kicks, and so much emotion. You and know what I'm like, saying? It's like a Japanese hero warrior or something. Yeah, yeah, distinctive. And almost also, Hashimoto was more of a country bumpkin type. You know? <laughs> That's right. Yeah,
0: And Chono was kind it of is. city boy. Yeah, he grew
1: up in Tokyo. Yeah.
0: So he connected with people in a, a little bit different way than those two. Yeah, in Japanese term it's called oshare, Yeah, you know? uh, stylish. Yeah. yeah. Kind yeah. of like, a, you know, wrestling throughout the years has always been a little outside of mainstream fashion, what's going on. It's always a little bit behind, you know, yeah. but in a way, yeah. But Chono really felt. Like you said, avant-garde. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. And, and he he dressed really cool clothing, mm-hmm. you know, the outside the ring. See, whereas Hashimoto will be wearing New Japan top and bottom. Mm-hmm. I mean, outside the ring mm-hmm. every day, like a, you know, your tracksuit top sure. and bottom, or t-shirt. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: like like your pajama, or you know what I'm saying? Kind of like a like a athlete, like a outside of. Outside of the ring, just with yeah, like a jock,
1: yeah, real jock, jock clothes. yeah. And Muto didn't really care what he wore, right? Mm. But the chono looked always nice, I mean, nice clothing, I mm. mean, just fashionable.
0: And uh, he really looks like he's from like really Tokyo guy, mm. you know, yeah. Can I tell you something? It's a little bit similar, but at the Tokyo Dome before the show, when all the wrestlers were getting in, we we're walking around backstage, yeah, and Okada arrived, yeah, and Okada had to have been wearing like $8,000, $10,000 suit. Like the the British cut, yeah, yeah, blue yeah. suit, and a, like a travel bag that was like Gucci. Yeah, Gucci or Louis Vuitton or something like that. Right? And he had maybe two or three people around him. Sure. And it looked, it, everybody was walking around. It's just what it was. But when he came in, right? It was like as a movie star. Yeah, like Ric Flair style. Very yeah, much. Nick yeah. Bockwinkle, Ric yeah. Flair. Like, who is that guy? Yeah, <laughs> Even if you didn't course. know about wrestling, right. you know he's something. But on the other hand, you have a different style guy. I saw Keno walking around too, but he was just wearing a pink t-shirt and flip-flops and True. shorts. Yeah, that's also style. You know, right. it, everyone has their different approach, but that look. of oh, Okada, huh? Yeah. And uh, Chono, it's not the same, but it's the same feeling. That kind of aura. yeah. You, you, the and
1: more avant-garde, not really like Louis Vuitton or anything like that, but like uh, his design. Well, he has Aristo Toristo his own Sorry. brand of clothing. This,
0: uh, yeah, but, but
1: uh, uh, yeah, you, you're wearing that.
0: Gibbora Camper.
1: Yeah, well, that uh, German Kimfer, Kimfer, Yeah, Kimfer, Yeah, conquer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, so Chono was always like really stylish, you know, and he didn't become wrestling fan until like eighteen, nineteen. Mm-hmm. until not a wrestling fan until he watched one summer, you know, he watched Fujinami against Choshu and mm. decided that uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna do this. Mm-hmm. Until then he was playing soccer. Mm. You know, and then he probably wanted to be a J Leaguer. Sure. Yeah. Uh and then, then he attend actually enrolled in college too the college he never really went to classes <laughs> yeah
0: it's funny choshu and fujinami who were right there at ringside too that during the match yeah that program that they had of course the wrestling was great but it was also that that special chemistry or fire those two had sure. to a little bit more not entertainment but the thing that makes wrestling really exciting to the outside drama and of course fujinami was antonio
1: Inoki's num- number one pupil right mm-hmm. disciple I mean, exact Inoki style wrestling, and he—if you you know—if you grew up watching Friday night eight o'clock channel, you know, channel ten TV, asahi world pro wrestling, Fujinami comes on first, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then eight forty or eight thirty-five. Inoki has his main event for ten minutes, but uh, people watched Fujinami just
0: as much as they were watching Inoki. Actually, mm-hmm. yeah. It was like a like the. Opening act for Inoki that you you needed, but Not still star star. But yeah. it was a, a great way to open a New Japan show, and it really gave eight New o'clock
1: ja- right on. New yeah.
0: Japan was really you're gonna and see. And also, the drag, yeah, he was see. he they
1: basically created Junior Heavyweight Division for Fujinami. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So there are two sets of champions. Junior heavyweight champion, Fujinami comes in, comes out first. Then heavyweight superstar, Antonio Inoki. Mm. Then a lot of Americans. Andrew the Giant, Hulk Hogan, Stan, you know that- uh, Dick Murdoch. Th- yeah, Tyga Singh, and time to time, Abdullah the Butcher, mm. Lee, oh, of course he jumped back.
0: Mm. Brody old, too.
1: Brody, Jimmy Snuka, yeah. mass superstar, of course, yeah. So it was like superstar show on Friday night, eight o'clock, and Fujinami was always there. And Ricky Choshu didn't become Superstar until he turned on him.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. And that... that long kind of, long hair heel. That drama, I always kind of associated uh, Chono with that sort of... He had that... He brought that heat to his matches sometimes when he would yell at people. Before sure, them. sure. And then in the mid-90s when he changed to the, the Black dark. charisma.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Which is... Uh, how much of that did he pick up from overseas? Uh, When he was uh, because early nineties he he was in Germany. He was in yeah, that too. Yeah, but
1: he really um, made his own image. You know, while he was in Japan, though, really that Mm. uh, what can be done. It's not Antonio Inoki. It's not Fujinami. It's not Riki Choshu. Mm. That uh, and always gonna have Muto and Hashimoto right next to you, right? And you gotta be different and unique and original. So, he really thought about it. Mm.
0: Yeah. And it, 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 you can tell, and it carried through all of these years, and as soon as Muto called his name out that night, it was like 1990s all over again. <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah. And also, it was good to have, you know, the aged Choshi and Hushinabu sitting in the ringside, side by side together. Yeah, It's like a Ric Flair and Dusty Rose sitting together. Yeah, imagine
0: so, Ric Flair and Dusty Rose sitting together, smiling and laughing yeah.
1: And yeah, they're having a great time watching. Really enjoying Keiji Muto actually retiring.
0: Uh, you yeah. told me a good story that I couldn't really notice from behind the, the table, but when Muto, during his match with Naito, before he did Misao's Emerald Frozen. Yeah, and he
1: signaled, actually signaled ringside Marufuji and, and Takashi Sugiura, the second thing, right, right, right on April. He signaled real quick Do you think I can do this? Then went into Emerald Flosion. It was like, they you just did the Misawa, uh, the, I mean, Hashimoto vertical karate chop, then even floor DDT. So it's like people went nuts, you know, like what people were chanting, Hashimoto, 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 Hashimoto. Then Muto start doing the Misawa move. Then all of a sudden people register right away, Misawa, Misawa, Misawa. Then people were crying right there. I mean, yeah, just, uh, People get it right away, huh? I mean, and that's Japanese audience.
0: They Those two, unfortunately and tragically, they never had a chance to have the diamond moment. match. Yeah. They, or grand finale or, or, yeah, farewell. Right. And I think him doing that really helped kind of close the chapter. Of course. On Showa, Heisei. Heisei. Yes. Yeah. And then also, that's
1: what Muto has been telling people: through love. Yes. Right? Yeah. At the end of the show, the we theme.
0: saw Pro Rest of Love, yeah. Muto, Misawa, Hashimoto pictures.
1: Yeah, and almost in black and white fashion. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, to send people home. It was yeah. a beautiful story. And again, I got to give more credit to Naito, too. He was really genius. Yeah, today. this today's superstar. You know, mm-hmm. and the, the post-match interview
1: that the Muto was giving, you know, if this wrestling business went down, it's <laughs> Naito's fault, right? <laughs> That's yeah. right, yeah. Yeah. And then he, Demuto the has this, you know, almost strange sense of humor, but the, he's honest. Mm-hmm. Or if, you know, have retirement match like this and Tokyo Dome situation like this and people enjoying this and all the newspaper and sports page, magazine coverage, if, wrestling business went down from here it's all naito's fault (laughs) i mean he probably was real honest about it
0: right in in ways yeah especially when you talk about the japanese business and i naito is a huge star over the world but i don't know if people really realize his presence in japan he's the guy yeah he will be the guy this year he'll
1: probably win iwgp uh, World heavyweight title mm. and probably win G1 climax in summer. Mm-hmm. And this year, to, year 2023 will be Naito's year. Mm. Yeah, I, I believe that mm. he was great. Because people wondered, okay, this grand you know retirement tour since last fall, you know this Ariake Arena to Yokohama Arena to Budokan with Nakamura to this Tokyo Dome thing, and it was all about Muto's retirement tour, right? Then after that, what's going to happen to progressing? No, you do have momentum, mm, right? Mm. But uh, some some people say, but it it, it 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 might end at at Muto's retirement match. Sure, yeah. Sure. But the momentum's there right now. Mm-hmm. That uh, Muto will be physically gone from the ring. You know, he'll probably be a you know guest commentator of or course. something. You know, time to time. But it it will be. Well, kind of test of the time too, but the pro wrestling nor
0: right now has pretty strong momentum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's up to what happens this summer. We'll see what happens this summer. And
1: also, yeah, I think you know, Kiyomiya not winning um, mm-hmm. Okada's match. People, some people are upset, but like, of course, at this point in his career, there's no way Kiyomiya will be beating Okada. But it was important to have such. This setup, you know, this like a double main event. Mm-hmm. And IWGP champion Okada against GHC champion Kiyomiya. It's like a double main event situation. Of course, both champions, non-title, but it was champion against champion match. And everybody knows Okada so much better uh, right now at this point, And so much more experienced.
0: But it was Kiyomiya's match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually. And you know what? In my opinion, after the match, I feel like both are sort of elevated in their own uh, directions. Kiyomiya's story is still clear. He's he's climbing, climbing, climbing up the ladder, but Okada is getting to his next level. Yeah, too.
1: being a big wall. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: of course. The man, he's yeah. the man. Yeah, because it's the same way that the...
1: Keiji Muto-Tetsuya-Naito match already actually happened back in 2006. Yeah, 11 years. Oh, no, no. Was it 2012? Okay, 2012. 2012. I'm sorry. So, 11 years. So, that match actually took place. So, if you remember the match, you get that much more out of that. And this... Kiyomiya-Okada
0: match will be talked about 10 years from now. It'll be a big component in the next matches they have.
1: Yeah, not right away. But there's going to be a time that there will be a big main event. Okada against Kiyomiya in big stage. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: And this match
0: will mean something again. Which is great because quite a few moments on this show, I think we're going to come back to and look at whether if you're talking about a new japan wrestler like Okada, takahashi naito or even the noah versus all japan there was so many new stories that opened up yeah that. yeah
1: same way hiromu takahashi mm-hmm.
0: against amakusa yeah that was a good story
1: amakusa ghc champion and hiromu, junior champion, yeah. Yeah, junior heavyweight champion IWG, it was champion against champion match non-title of course but it really elevated
0: amakusa mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah uh, I, I can't think of a better match I've seen him in, and he was fired up for that match.
1: Oh, the little guy, but so talented. Fearless.
0: Yeah. Pretty uh, fearless doing that Fosberry flop through the ropes. Yeah, yeah. 30 seconds in. That was, yeah, great story, and too. And
1: also, he just, he, look at it, look at his face, Amakusa's face. Mm. So focused. So focused. And it was very important that at the, uh, the, uh, right after the match, it was Hirom Takahashi who walks up to Amakusa Hiromu Takahashi was the one who wanted to shake his hand mm. instead
0: of um, wanted to shake hands almost more important than the result you know yeah I think so I think so and also there was a backstory. you, you can go ahead and tell, oh, the Tokyo the, uh, Tornado they they used to be a tag team called Tokyo Tornado in the UK independent 13 years ago yeah they used to share an apartment together for about 3 months yeah when they were what 18 yeah? yeah so, so yeah. it's like imagine uh, you're having a bout with your your college buddy that you haven't seen in 10 years and you both are in the same industry, but you finally meet back up and, uh, and and there was elements of that uh, England time too. And, Hiromu took the, the Kenbai mask.
1: Kenbai mask, yeah, wear that. Yeah. no, I'm not. You know, just it was very symbolic. Well, you can watch the match without knowing the Kenbai background. Sure, but uh, it means a lot more if you learn about this. You know, the backstory.
0: Yeah, and even without the backstory, it was like I'm not this person anymore. I'm Amakusa.
1: Amakusa, yeah. I'm the new guy. Amakusa actually is a Japanese myth, the, the legend. You know, from like uh, ancient Japan. Oh, okay. Yeah, Amakusa,
0: yeah. I kind of get like almost a Hakushi feeling. Oh, okay. Not the same, but uh, the same mystical a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. So, and and they'll be doing the tag tag up and the junior tournament. I think it's next week. Yeah, and also yeah. people
1: will be paying a lot more close attention to character amax from this point forward. Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah. And of course, Hiroshi Takahashi is megastar right now. Oh, megastar! I can't. Th- yeah. Is he the maybe one of the biggest junior heavyweights, most popular? Yeah, yeah right now, yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, now that Ligas you know retired,
0: yeah. I, I think of a lot of great junior heavyweights. But I feel, when I think of Hiromu Takahashi, I feel like he's big.
1: Oh, camp. above everybody else, yeah. yes. And yeah. also, junior heavyweight division is not just weight class; it's a style yes. of wrestling. Yes. You know, because a lot of the Japanese wrestlers physically in cruiserweight, junior heavyweight division, weight class, but that doesn't mean you're a junior heavyweight star. It's just. Junior heavyweight is another
0: genre almost mm-hmm. yeah uh, and it's funny because I was looking at the pictures over over there on your on your wall and you tower over a lot of these junior not yeah they're small guys. It's yeah because when I was in, in
1: like a teenage, I couldn't be a wrestler. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, either you have audition at, at the New Japan Dojo or Old Japan Dojo, right? And it's like only two or three companies and UWF that you cannot be a professional wrestler. Now that if you want to be a wrestler now, you can go to wrestling school or you can go to uh, start with an independent company or be coached by some former wrestlers and such, much like the States. But in the way... Web- Back in eighties, 80s, early eighties, 80s, that you cannot be a professional wrestler if you wanted to. You know? Right? Yeah, it was so hard. Even yeah. for
0: great wrestlers like Ultimo Dragon, Great Sasuke.
1: Oh, they couldn't pass New Japan audition. You know, they were in the New Japan Dojo or New Japan Wrestling School. But you guys cannot debut here. Right. That's why o- Ultimo Dragon packed up and went to you know just left country and went to Mexico, and he chose to do so. But he was so talented that they
0: you know the rest of the story mm-hmm. you know? yeah and we've, we've talked about that on our past shows which you can check out of course on uh yeah but the, the amakusa is another person
1: like that too that he was coached by dick togo mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. dick togo school of wrestling and it was like he choose that he wanted to learn from dick togo you know not that the, today's dick togo Pretty much come out, come off like a New Japan heel manager, right? Yeah, he's been with, I guess, two years. Yeah, now.
0: but huh. but he isn't. He really is one of the greatest wrestler, really. I mean, to this day, and he's yeah. a very important part of Michinoku Pro as well. Not not just Great Sasuke, but I, when I think that, I think of Kayentai.
1: Kayentai Entai, and he was in WWE too, you know, for mm-hmm. one year, and not just that, but his, his creativity, and execution in his psychology, and his like. He probably could have worked for New Japan or All Japan or mm-hmm. Pro Wrestling Noah, for that matter. But he chose to be where he is, mm-hmm. really. Yeah.
0: And he had a. I mean, he's much uh, thinner now. But when he started out, he had a very different body style too. Yeah. It wasn't what you would see in New Japan or UWF or All Japan. He had a kind of like rudo body style, kind of round. Round but he could yeah, heavy, heavy upper body, and yeah. he could catch and he yeah. could move just as fast as anybody else.
1: Oh, and he's so good, though, mm. really, that it's like almost um, too overlooked mm-hmm. by casual fans, because pe- some people don't notice how good he is. Mm. I'm talking about Dick Togo. And Sato, not the Sato, Amakusa, I'm sorry. <laughs> he chose Dick Togo wrestling school. I want to learn from
0: that guy. Mm. Yeah, so it was interesting. And it was interesting, too. Speaking of Michinoku Pro, that. There was a little bit of a connection there in the match right before that with Keno. and yeah, yeah, he's a Michin- Michinoku Pro guys or other wrestlers that were involved in this match didn't come up the typical New Japan School of wrestling Short. or Old Japan School of
1: wrestling or, or Noah or Misawa School of wrestling. Yeah. These are the out really outsiders, right? But the uh, so talented individually, mm. so therefore, they
0: would have made it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that match really felt like uh, the next phase of japanese pro wrestling that that's not new japan either because of course the new japan had a big involvement in the last three matches of course sure, sure. but as far as non-new japan wrestlers Noah, all japan wrestlers we had six of maybe the best guys in the country mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, what did you think of that match okay i got the lineup right here yeah this guy this one right there
1: all japan i guess all japan versus I, 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 noah yeah, yeah uh, Kento Miyahara, Suama and Yuma Aoyagi against Ken O, Katsuhiko Nakajima, and Manabu Soya. Mm. Kongo. Kongo group, yeah. And this backstory, Kento Miyahara and Katsuhiko Nakajima is a Kensuke Sasaki disciple, you know? Mm -hmm. They worked out, and it's just rookie training, they were together. And the one went to, Nakajima went to Pro Wrestling North and Miyahara chose All Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm -hmm. And they both, this is such a just great history lesson that it was Kensuke Sasaki and Akira Hokuto who coached them, really. And they were in dojo together. Mm the commentary table on top of that was Masa Kitamiya, right? That's right, yeah. yeah. Another Kensuke student. And at, after the match, he's like, "It's like you're not, the, the Miyahara pointed at, pointed at Masakita Kitamiya and told you're
0: not good enough to be sitting there talking about us. Oh, oh, oh you yeah. know what I'm saying? And, we, and you know what? Miyahara was great the couple weeks before this because usually he likes to chat, chat. Yeah, yeah. He didn't say one word until the very Face off. Yeah, yeah. Nakajima. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people at Tokyo are more excited for that. Yeah, and then also right now,
1: see, All Japan Pro Wrestling have a pretty strong r- roster, but the, it's too bad that the New Japan fans or Pro Wrestling All fans are not paying that much attention to Old All Japan roster mm-hmm. right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The way they run shows. And uh, the Champion Carnival is still there. Triple Crown title is still there. Miyahara is just as good as any superstars, mm-hmm. but it's not... Probably the way they promote or mm-hmm. the way they run their tours—it just the, if there was mainstream wrestling fans, but yeah, mainstream fan would be New Japan fan and Pro Wrestling All fan, right? Mm. That people not paying much attention to Kent Miyahara, it's just too bad. But it's, he is just as talented, and this really this this Tokyo Dome show really showcased
0: what Miyahara can do. Mm. Yeah, Miyahara is special because. At The Tokyo Dome, he looked like a you know mega star, but you know what? He does the same kind of shows at a small place like Shinjuku Face and, he and would do that. yeah. And he still acts like he's in front it's, of 30,000 people, yeah, yeah. He he has a special, uh, I'm very humble, uh, yeah, never
1: give up, right, charisma. right, but uh, he. It's not. He's not a New Japan style star mm-hmm. and not a Noah star, but he wants to be with old Japan star, and he really polished this and he cherished this triple ground. You know the sto- stories and history, and this pretty much will probably lead into this historical event that the Miyahara and Katsuhiko Nakajima will meet again in a single match situation somewhere down the line. I think so too. Yeah, yeah.
0: And there was also, you know, Suwama who was kind of a big part of the, the early 2000s MUTO. Yeah, well Keiji Muto's old Japan, of course. Yeah, yeah. so, and la- a little later, he, uh, we had Manabu Soya. Yeah. Who, Another and also of, yeah the suama suama and Soya Manabu uh, were, his all Japan history yeah and uh, they were great together you had, mm-hmm. the, you had a little bit of the big man elements this match completely uh, spilled out to the floor I think within the first couple minutes mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. was great mm-hmm. and and Keno was there and he has been a kind of main player for the since the beginning of the year but he played a great supporting role here yeah he chose to do so mm-hmm. I guess at this point yeah at this, mm-hmm. uh, during this match oh we have right. a run in. This is Kiki, Kiki. yeah, right cuz I'm at my house right now so Kiki Kiki wants to join. Kiki was just taking a nap I think uh, <laughs> he's up now. What's up yeah. Kiki? Yeah. <laughs> but this
1: it was good, to, you know, opportunity for uh, people like Ken and you know Katsuhiko Nakajima, the Kento Miyahara. that I'm not saying it was a bigger stage, but it was uh, in front of a different audience who normally don't
0: have chance to really see them live and what i was pretty uh, i guess i was surprised about it but the all japan guys it seemed like that a lot of the fans were booing them because they were so they wanted them to be pro noah but i don't think they They're were familiar not
1: so familiar with them i yeah. think that's yeah. the main reason yeah yeah because
0: yuma aoyagi can be in in triple
1: tri- triple crown picture right now if you want really to
0: charismatic yeah. Yeah. and yeah. fast learner yeah, that, so, they were great. That was a really So
1: it was event. probably time for new Japan fans and in progressing all fan to really actually start attending All Japan shows at yeah. the Korakan. I hope so. Yeah, cuz they don't necessarily run small palaces. They don't run budokans, you know, the way they run shows now. Mm. But uh yes,
0: All Japan is still there. It's still there and, <laughs> yeah. the, and the talent that they have is great, but um yeah, I hope this kind of um <clears throat> gives them some momentum too, to get Peter- people,
1: you know, start going to old Japan shown and probably just dis-
0: you know they'll discover Saito brothers or sure, something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we should probably use this to mention uh, the Miyahara's triple crown match a couple days before the yeah, he the lost Tokyo to Yuji uh, Nagata. Nagata. Yeah, but this is Yuji Nagata's story, yeah,
1: yeah, that he uh, finally made this grand slam IWGP champion. Uh, GHC Champion and Triple Crown Champion and also winner of Champion All Japan's Champion carnivore Tournament. Mm-hmm. So only what the four wrestlers, five years. Kojima, Keiji Muto, uh Yoshihiro Takayama, and
0: Tenru mm-hmm. uh, Kensuke Sasaki. Th- those five, five. Yep. Yeah, but those are big five. I mean, and uh, Nagata has to be there too, right up there. Yeah, right up I mean, there with him. I know he's not very active in New Japan, but he. He wrestles it's, the same yeah, way. Yeah, that's where
1: that uh, the New Japan is so much like WWE. Yeah, it is the big, huge roster, and and it's not that Nagata is not good anymore. It's just the, today's lineup that he's almost like overlooked. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. just they. they he have can a lot of still work. He can still wrestle and put it in a main event situation. He can de- deliver. It. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So. So I think he um, he takes this, uh, I'm talking about Yuji Nagata I think he's taking this Triple c- Crown run
0: very seriously mm. Yeah mm. So that yeah that was on uh, the Sunday, right? Just a couple of days before the Tokyo Dome So yeah, it was interesting that the, the cover,
1: front cover of Weekly Pro Wrestling, Shukan Pro Wrestling Magazine The regular issue, the cover was Yuji Nagata's Triple Crown mm-hmm. Then bonus issue was Keiji Muto's retirement match. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the two issue came out this week. Yeah.
0: So let's look at the rest of the uh, the card here.
1: Yeah, I counted. This is like a one eleven, 11. match. Yeah, eleven matches. Fifty eight wrestlers. Oh, 58 wrestlers 58 wow. wrestlers and they divided this 11 card into three segments right mm-hmm. i i wouldn't want to call it dark match but it, basically dark match starting battle starting battle yes yeah. uh, that uh, masaki tamies tag team match tokyo Joshi 8 men 8 women tag team and j Lee match was the third mm-hmm. you know then they give you gave you a little intermission yes then the second uh, segment primary stage one two three four, four matches was like ten man tag team, eight man tag team, six man tag team, six man tag. Team. Mm-hmm. A lot of wrestlers. Yeah,
0: but it w- went pretty. Uh, yeah, it was fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah it felt fast. The matches yeah. were quite short. Unfortunately, during the this middle match with the good looking guys and uh, and uh, oh, wait no, excuse me, that wasn't that match. It was the Dragon Gate versus Noah. I think Diamante. Hurt his arm. Oh, that's what happened. And and I think the match ended a little early. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he hit his left arm. For Ninja Mac fans,
1: they really didn't have time. Right. We had to showcase what Ninja Mac can
0: do. He could only do his uh, super flying double back double double back flip thing.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And surprise,
1: not so surprised,
0: but but it's just like
1: Marufuji, mm-hmm. the the captain, team leader, right? He stepped back and he didn't do too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess that was his choosing. Mm-hmm. What, oh, okay, uh, before I forget, there was a you know the eight man, no ten man tag ah, team. Ah, yes, the Noah match. It was all Noah match. match. What Yoshinari Ogawa did was so smart. He did not tag in once. Then his his team won.
0: Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that's it's a very subtle uh, like, nuance of the match because there was so much chaos and mess going on. But. And also, when
1: you have 10-man tag team match, not every single matching up is like five guys in each team and you know, keep tagging in and out, in and out, and just to do your high spot. Mm-hmm. Yoshinari Ogawa was so smart, he didn't even bother coming in. He did the entrance. He was introduced as a team captain and I let other guys work with their what they do and his team won mm-hmm. I mean he did not tag in once but uh, I remember ogawa a lot more than the other nine guys
0: because the, <laughs> he the story revolves around him so he understood that what happens he's going to be looked at as a part of the story too but that's not that doesn't mean he has to be a big come in and do his stuff no he didn't he didn't need to. His t- teammates
1: Aita and Hayata and Chris Ridgway and the the Daga guy, yeah, mm-hmm. they did what they did mm-hmm. against people like Yohei and uh, the the Seiki and Yoshoka and Arhandoro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for for me, it's like uh, Junta Miyawaki is like whoa. Have I ever seen this guy?
0: Right. He looked completely <laughs> different last year. And yeah. you know what? The next day after this Tokyo Dome show, he flew to Mexico for his next excursion. Okay, that's very good. Yeah, and not on the CMLL. He's in the smaller uh, little... Yeah, there are so many different promotions yeah. in Mexico now. So,
1: yeah. So That'll he... be
0: good when he comes back.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, very good.
0: Did you know his second match in Mexico was a cage match? Already? It, uh, last year. Oh, okay. But Interesting. It, IWRG and some other smaller okay, companies. Okay, okay. So he's kind of, yeah, he, he went there. He's there now, and I'm sure he'll come back maybe this summer.
1: And longer hair and a different costume. Yeah. Probably different new, I mean, new finish, something. Sure. Yeah. It's very exciting to think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those were the old tag team. That really made main match so much more special. You got, you got three big single match coming up you know what i'm saying yeah yeah
0: and it didn't feel like any of these earlier matches they didn't overstay they didn't uh linger too much it really felt like here's some action here's a taste of everything oh, none
1: of these matches went over 10 minutes It's mm-hmm. like a six minute nine minute there seven minute there barely 10 minutes there yeah
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it worked because it was gonna it was a long show anyway Oh yeah, but long, people long wanted night. to watch Muto go for a long time. Of that course. was about thirty minutes, I believe. Uh,
1: it was twenty-eight minutes, fifty-eight seconds, yeah. like a thirty-minute yeah. almost. Yeah. So and not one rope work. Yeah, during the match, Keiji Muto, neither Keiji Muto or Tetsuya Naito bounced off the rope
0: once. See, so look at, and it's Naito, and that's not what you think when you think of Naito. But you know, he's a genius of nuance, yeah. like Muto. Yeah do more by doing less yeah less yeah. is more yeah yeah and it was a little bit similar kind of match when he did it with like uh with kano last month it was mm. more of a storytelling match or, sure or his Jericho brawls those yeah. were very different for him too and people pay attention to like every step
1: of the way with this kind of match not just bunch of just like a high spot and running through the ropes 100 miles an hour and one high spot after another.
0: You don't remember what you ate at the this big buffet. Right? You're just <laughs> stuffing, stuffing, stuffing. One other thing I wanted to mention about Night was, it was, you can't really tell with the camera because it wasn't, a, when the camera was away from his face, he would always have closed eyes. Same as at the press conference on Monday before too, he kept uh, kind of hiding his emotion, hiding his Naito. Face. Was? Naito. Yeah. Uh, okay, more so than usual. Mm. I think there was a, a lot of nerves. He had a lot of nerves. Well, because this was his special night. This was his, his dream. Was chosen. His destino.
1: <clears throat> his destino. Right. It was interesting that the the fact wasn't hidden. You know, hidden that the Naito became. Wrestling fan, and also he decided to become a professional wrestler when he watched Muto against Nobuhiko
0: Takada match at the Tokyo Dome. Mm-hmm. This is a famous story. And uh, when he went to primary school, he would always wear a Keiji Muto shirt, shirt. under mm-hmm. his uh, uniform. Yeah. So yeah, and I, it's a kind of a passing of the torch, just like last month with Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, definitely,
1: definitely. Yeah. yeah.
0: I was really hoping uh, Naito come out with a shaved head.
1: Uh, he will probably eventually do that, I well, guess. I mean, yeah. his hair is very thin right now, so. <laughs> yeah, eventually, yeah. yeah. With go- new goatee fabric, Sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that would be cool. Well, but it's another stage that uh, right when Muto shaved his head, it was really shocking, you know. It was right after his WCW. Yeah, and came back with the Noki Kibomaya show. Mm-hmm. He, had a, he had a hoodie on, you know, they walk into this, you know, long Tokyo Dome ramp or something. And then he takes this, you know, hood
0: off, and all of a sudden, whoa, is that the new look? And he was really tan from yeah. and and he was with Takara, his his no, rival, right? But that was Hasso era. Yes, yeah. but that was uh, another really dramatic right. part symbolic. of his, right symbolic just how he took that a towel off of his head was so dramatic so there's a new uh,
1: therefore new era began
0: yeah Yeah. and we saw that too it just it it really I can't believe it was like 20 years ago now right I can remember over
1: 20 years 22 years more like yeah
0: yeah I think we're more reminded of those kind of things because we can see the clips on the internet yeah yeah, and it's more fresh in our head but um Muto's story is just it's so long and detailed
1: right right and well documented Mm mm-hmm and, uh, yeah, just, uh, if you can connect these dots, it means so much more. Mm-hmm. I mean, he shows little details
0: and little hint and nuance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. so it's sometimes with Keiji Muto, if you really are interested in learning about this, turn the sound off and watch Keiji Muto. Oh, first. yeah, you can do that. Yeah, And really just pay attention and he's speaking. If, yeah,
1: remember this, you know, like, first figure for Leglock by Muto right mm-hmm. and that the 20 minute end, it was naito's turn to put a figure for leg lock right mm-hmm and on screen you can't really you know hear them right but mm-hmm. the, on the big screen muto and naito yelling at each other or something and yeah.
0: like, like naito is
1: spitting at yeah him. something yeah and then, but you it's like a pantomime
0: mm-hmm. you cannot hear what they're saying but you can tell what they're doing mm-hmm. yeah and it reminds me of that original match they had when naito was still stardust naito stardust mm-hmm. Genius. The figure four leg lock was a big part of that match too. Sure, sure. And it was all—it was tied to that. It felt kind of like the Takada match, the beginning of that, uh Tokyo Dome Yeah, but that won. at
1: the time, Naito was going to be a—you know—he you know, was going to be a star, you know, one it way or another. But uh, it was like there's no it was like a, like today's Kiyomiya. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the time, That's good. there's no way that Naito can beat M- Muto at that stage. Mm-hmm. But he, uh, how much he could do,
0: I yeah. remember when he won the G1 around that time. They, it was kind of like the Kaitoki Tokiomi Roman Reigns, like okay, he's gonna yeah be, sure, but the crowd didn't accept it yet because it's he, hard. Nakamura, yeah. Tanahashi, and Shibata at the time, and, yeah. and Okada was still on the way sure, too. Sure. So he, it wasn't until he did the Lij and he got the. Goatee, sure. the hat, the coolness, right, right, and the play, yeah, and I think that really put him over the top. But he didn't change all that much. He just added, and
1: then also kept doing, kept, kept being
0: this like a building and creating
1: Tetsuya Naito character, you know, along the way, and just he did it long
0: enough that the people accept that Tetsuya Naito now, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and you know what cocky I mean, you know cock- but the, the the template or the the function is almost the same as Muto where the, they grew and built oh because there was a time like a space long wolf Muto and the younger sure. you know Muto coming back Some from states
1: that then people didn't really accept him right away mm-hmm. really
0: mm-hmm. booed him in a way you know I read something maybe you could tell me more about this but he Muto claims that Inoki never gave him praise Ever. Uh but Is that Inoki more a, recognized him. But he never said. He never uh, gave him the attaboy uh, kind of attitude. But then again, you
1: could kinda of understand that by Inoki's action. When Inoki started his retirement tour, mm-hmm. Great Muta was Inoki's very first opponent.
0: That's right. remember what a match, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like a like a wall. <clears throat> yeah, so he, he chose Muto to begin. You know, Inoki. I'm talking about Inoki. Choose Great Muta to be his very first opponent of Grand Final Retirement
0: Tour, and mm. in the dome situation. Yeah, you know, it's funny that a lot of people were saying, oh, "When when is Muto finally gonna actually retire?" But they gotta remember that Inoki took i think, more than a year of uh, the retirement tour. Yeah, and actually. In 1989, okay. when he became politician, it's essentially he was
1: retiring, mm. but he came back for Tokyo Dome, the Osaka Dome, the Fukuoka Dome, the Dome situation, had kept having this important single match one against, you know, like a Choshu, against, one against Tenru, mm. and there was a one against Hiroshi Hase. And Fujinami,
0: too? Fuji, F-
1: F- Fujinami didn't do it. Ah. Fujinami noki final was 1988, August 8th. But that was that, yeah, 16 minutes, yeah. 60 Minute Broadway. Yeah, Champion Fujinami and Challenger was Inoki. So it's a different situation. But Inoki's retirement tour took like three years or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Won a, a, the final match against like, uh, Fujiwara. Sure. And, yeah. Well, at the end, Don Fry, the Sting, the Kenzo mm-hmm. yeah. Gracie. Yeah, something like that. So, <clears throat> but the first opponent Inoki chose for that retirement tour was Great Muta.
0: Another thing I'm thinking <clears throat> about from this Tokyo Dome show. Is uh you know that time period that style of wrestling that was popular Inoki style Inokiism or whatever or realistic or MMA style we didn't see any of that on it was topic. Muto it was Muto's yeah. show that's probably part of the reason
1: that uh, that the uh, Muto didn't feel that they didn't really you know have any pat on his back from Inoki ever I see, I yeah because Muto. Had his own style and never really emulated Inoki. Mm-hmm. He didn't. And well, his, of course, Inoki's school of wrestling, New Japan Dojo, but he
0: never tried to become or wrestle like Inoki. Mm-hmm. And his, everybody else did, though. His guys like Kojima, Kaz Hayashi—they weren't like that either. They were like Muto right. school. Yeah, Muto school. That too. Yeah. Like um, they were pro wrestlers that were also very concerned about making an impression on the fans. Yeah yeah and uh not just winning yeah cuz remember fujinami is like
1: like complete inoki school of wrestling and what actually really inoki and riki choshu actually is very inoki part in you know, the school of actually, wrestling actually yeah he Yeah, like a fired up and you know like a punches and yeah yeah, even
0: though he said, uh, you know, he, he broke yeah, well, away, but he was yeah,
1: well, like a revolutionary or something. But it's still never break away from Inoki school of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody around. I mean, the, the same time time period.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I think the Muto really wasn't
0: Inoki style at all. He was more of an American style wrestler, if anything. Com- compared with other uh, Of his peers Objective you know? Is what
1: I what he was Yeah, yeah. he didn't em- Emulate Inoki mm, He had he, his own yeah, style Yeah Yeah And knew what he wanted to do He could do Muto could have done UWF style too sure. But he didn't want to mm. You know And then told Maeda Nobody's gonna dig your style mm. <laughs> And they got into <laughs> A, a the fist fight yeah, yeah but it was like a, Not a fist fight It was actually Told by our, our, you know, the, the like last ep- last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Seiji Sakaguchi got in the middle mm-hmm. and said, "Each guy punch each guy's one
0: one punch. That's it." <laughs> I that was a dinner table. So can you tell that story? Because there's a there's it's, a lot of different sto- versions of it's the story. A right. Very. Uh, it's an urban legend.
1: Yeah, because Kumamoto, he, right? yeah, Kumamoto Ryokan, and it was like. A, No video camera, nothing. And actually, New Japan roster and UWF roster sit in the same room having gohan. Kind of like a peace dinner, treaty, peace treaty. Well, it's way out in the countryside and there's no restaurants
0: open. They ate at the hotel. Yeah, How do you describe Yokan? Yokan like, I don't know. Japanese inn? Inn, yeah. yeah, like a... Kind of bed and breakfast that- not a
1: bed and breakfast but the japanese ryokan was like a big onsen hot, hot spring. spring and uh and sleeping on the tatami mat room and really nice nice food and, and the this ryokan will serve you food
0: mm. you know so
1: everybody got in a big like a banquet room the every single wrestler from roster, Inoki, Tapu, Sakaguchi to all, all, all these, you know, Fujinami and New Japan roster, and Maeda, Fujiwara, Takada, you know, the UWF roster in the same room, eating Japanese gohan together. Mm-hmm. And Muto, like a second year rookie, is like, nobody digs your style, it's boring. Uh, and the, the alcohol was flowing. I mean, flat out way. to Maeda's, and then, it, it wasn't like a nasty fight. So that the lieutenant sakaguchi this time again he got in the middle maeda muto allow you to punch one punch he's like a father yeah so all right then and then muto gave this strong motion you know and run into him and gave one big punch to Maeda mm-hmm. and then Maeda said, Okay, I'm gonna give you one punch.
0: Then right onto the eye. And there's a picture I've seen. Yeah, the puffed up eyes. He's know? smiling, but there's a big puffy eye. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then he didn't even work the next day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that's a really, that's a very
1: interesting. Like a college part. fraternity jock yeah, style. Yeah. Yeah, because they weren't enemies. You know, it's just uh, you work against each other in the ring, and they are the wrestlers mm-hmm. that uh, it's like, one punch each, you, you know, Sakaguchi a lot, you know, and uh, after that, nothing, no more this, no more this, okay, fair, yeah. So it was like, all right, one uh, each, each guy will give each other one, one punch, and uh, that was the end of the story.
0: But there, that's a good example of that professional uh competition that they had between, and that my style, my way of thinking is superior to yours. I'm going to prove it doing this i'm gonna prove it doing fighting i'm gonna prove it with a uh, cr- uh, fantastic acrobatics what there's no real right or wrong answer it ultimately is subjective it's down to taste but um muto stuck with that and that line that he said to maida it's kind of his sense of humor right like the interview uh post-match interview he said about naito he said uh if the wrestling business goes down it's your fault he's kind of a uh, Kind telling a well, it's fan. a joke,
1: but it's just telling the truth.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's he's unafraid to
1: say and what everybody thinking. Ruki Maida didn't, uh, Ruki Muto, back in nineteen eighty
0: six seven, mm. didn't think what Maida was doing is entertaining. And on the other hand, Maida is somebody who famously had a a lot of pride in his training. Yeah, of course. Uh, no, I'm not going to bounce off ropes, mm. not
1: doing drop kicks, mm-hmm. not fighting outside the ring. You got to do the make-believe, this, just car God's wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like what Maeda and his guys really did. Uh, at the same time, though, like a dad, father, Inoki, always told everybody that back in my days, there was no wrestling in MMA. It was all the same. Nah, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he he's got. I mean, he took that to the grave. Hmm. You know,
0: he took it to the grave. Yeah, took
1: he, it to the grave. Even even back in today, his days, it was you know, like, it was all real. In my days, kind of thing.
0: Even today, it's on people's minds that kind of uh if you grew up watching inoki yeah yeah yeah, yeah th- there is a new generation of fans who probably just started watching with sort new of japan. know at all <laughs> yeah but th- their their point of uh, reference it only goes back to like muto i know, you
1: know? i know so did you know that the uh, new japan world the the uh, streaming service mm-hmm. the oldest match today's audience watch you know the archive mm-hmm. Muto against Takada. That was the oldest thing. All kinds of Inoki matches in it, and the, today's fans are not watching it. Inoki, the choice. it's all there. Well, it, well, Inoki against Strong Kobayashi, Inoki against Sakaguchi, Inoki against Kintaro Oki, Inoki against what, uh, Tiger Jitsin, you know? and all. Or the, even Inoki against Hulk Hogan 1983. Or, 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 They don't watch it. Ruska and... Oh, the uh, judoka? And, yeah. uh. Monster Man? Ken... What was his name? Ki- the,
0: ki- Willie Williams? Ki- Willie
1: Williams, of course. Oh, the karate? Ki- mm-hmm. Kyokushin karate? Yep. It's in it, though, but it's, it's, nobody's watching it. Not not nobody, but the today's fan, it's like watching Inoki's matches are like a, you go back and watch grandpa's wrestling match.
0: But it's almost like saying you watch WWE and you don't know about Andre the Giant versus Oh, the Hulk Bruno Hulk, San Martino. Or the, even that. Or
1: yeah, well, Bob Backlund, for yeah, that Who's matter. that?
0: Right. Bob Backlund is the guy against Bret Hart.
1: <laughs> yeah. But the Bret Hart. Before Bret Hart, yeah, Bob Backlund had this, had a six year run yeah. as WWF champion. He was the bridge Whoa, between in the 60s and 70s. Bruno San Martino had two separate, two different runs. Yeah. And they were
0: almost, one was almost a decade. Yeah, right. That would never happen
1: today. No, no, nah, no. Probably one year they call it like a champion for 300 days, right? <laughs> right. right. Yeah, They're they counting days. But it's just a year. Yeah, well, because yeah.
0: 300, 400, that sounds great.
1: Yeah. But they, they just started counting it that yeah. way. But uh, right, Bruno Sammartino, Pedro Morales, Bob Backlund, yeah, or Superstar Billy Graham, for, the, for that matter, they had length, time. Now, Andre
0: too. About a little bit, yeah. Well, but it's different. Not, story, not yeah. a champion, but the, yeah. The the the, the back longevity. History, yeah. I, I think that there's no excuse to to not find it. if you like it, if you love New Japan sh- World, they have all the Inoki's classic
1: yeah. matches in there. Now is the time, yeah, to watch, yeah. So. But what's a symbolic? Another symbolic match was Inoki Kevin Van Eric against Space Long-Of, Muto and Kengo Kimura match. That was a very interesting uh-huh.
0: one. Kengo Kimura is another person who was really important, and, that... and yeah, Fujinami's partner, yeah. And also
1: from from back, he looks just like Inoki,
0: yeah, <laughs> very tall, taller than <laughs> usual, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. So
1: it was uh, so overlooked, yeah. but th- that was completely Inoki school dressing, everybody had this. Genuine strong style. I mean, not, not today's strong style, but the, when Inoki was calling in New Japan strong style, the, everybody wrestled like that.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. Mm. Well, I well, think. Well, came
0: out of it, and the Muto was so unique individually right from the get go. Mm. Yeah. but he was also one of those guys he was one of the first he was a big international star when we had TV everyone had TV right and also New
1: Japan was on network TV prime time still and when he went to states there was territories Mm mm-hmm NWA Florida, he went to Puerto Rico, he went to world-class Dallas, and we joined WCW, the beginning of WCW, end NW, of NWA Crockett. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think a lot of fans, especially Southern wrestling fans, he was a big part of Southern wrestling, particularly. Yeah,
1: I guess. Yeah. More like, NWA
0: Florida, and the rookie was Lex Luger. Sure. Yeah. But they, they were... That early those early times, they had a lot of unique, distinct. You had Sting, you had a classic Ric Flair, you had Buzz Sawyer, John, sure. and Great Muto was he was right there with them. There was a the big in Florida. That, yeah?
1: He was Ninja, and the Puerto Rico Black Ninja, and and Dallas World Class. He was Super Ninja. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So didn't call him Muto or anything. It just still still kind of stereotype for Japanese wrestler. All right, that guy's a ninja. Yeah, because they already used kabuki. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Yeah. And Great Muta was introduced as son of great kabuki right. by Gary Hart. Right. Yeah. And so he experienced this territory days and WCW like a major league type type. Yeah. And brought a really different flavor back with him
0: to New Japan.
1: And also he wrestled Ric Flair's NWA title mm-hmm. match all summer. Yeah. And his he uh, because New Japan wrestler never wrestled Ric Flair until then. Oh right, right, yeah. Ah okay, yeah, yeah. Because NWA meant
0: all Japan Giant Baba affiliate. That's right, and then. By around the time MUTO was in the States, that deal was done.
1: Right, right. And then and, and, and pretty
0: soon, WCW and New Japan had a partnership. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. the landscape had changed. Yeah, and he was on the face of it. And, and then he would end up having matches with the 90s stars, Steiners and Lex Luger Sting and uh, uh, Scott Norton, Hercules Hernandez. And uh, he was the guy... you And also when
1: Hulk Hogan returned to ah, Japan right between WWF and WCW signing the one year period that uh, Hulk Hogan pretty much you know came to New Japan and New Japan only and Keiji Muto and Great Muta was chosen opponent for Hulk Hogan And And Hulk Hogan was saying the WWF title is nothing (laughs) (laughs) Yeah he had a belt on his shoulder too Yeah (laughs) and also Great Muta Hulk Hogan against Hellraisers. Oh, right, right. Yeah. So, Muto was chosen there. I mean, who would be Hulk Hogan's opponent in, in the early 90s? You know, Fujinami was around. Rikichoshi was around. Maybe Inoki was still, you know, he could have matches. But it was New Japan's choosing that the, let's have Keiji
0: Muto wrestle Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And if you look back, you go, well, wow, it had to be. That was, was him. It, had, yeah, to it be. had to be him. Yeah. So, all right. Well... What's Did we do it okay? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you have uh, questions for us or comments, where can we reach you, uh, On Twitter,
1: at Fumihiko Dayo, F-U-M-I-H-I-K-O-D-A-Y-O, Fumihiko Dayo, or just Fumisaito
0: on Twitter, uh, on Facebook. Please message me first. I'll answer you. And on Twitter, I'm at JustinMNipperK-N-I-P-P-E-R. Uh, so for today, that's it. I guess we'll... See you next week. So, okay, let's do it. Very say no. So long from Tokyo. I write that down. I
1: write that down. I write that
0: down. I write that
1: down.